Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. Look, if you're an entrepreneur, college student, and you're listening to this, this is the perfect episode for you because I got two rock star sophomore students that are just killing it right now. And I, I found them. Look, I found them. I got Christian Bonnier. Oh, man, Christian, if I said it wrong, you're correct. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then Andre Haeckel. And they are the host of the Real Talk, a Real Talk University podcast that I found and I listened to. I was like, man, I got to reach out to these guys. And they both also run a marketing agency called Incubate Media. Um, and the coolest part of all this is that if you looked at their, at their work, you would not be able to guess that they were college students. They were sophomore college students. So I'm excited to have them on the show, talk to them, have a conversation, and just share their story, what they're up to. And hopefully, well, I know not hopefully, you could take a lot from this episode. So let's get started. Fellas, how are you guys doing today? Doing good, man. We're not really used to being on the other side <laughs> of the camera, so i got to maybe shake some nerves off here. Right now. Uh, you guys are... You gotta, Fine. All right. So let's start with Christian since we connected first on LinkedIn. It's kind of, we, we had most of the conversation. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and why are you even inclined to this entrepreneurship crazy world of a roller coaster? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my name is Christian Bonnier. I'm a sophomore at Binghamton University. I'm actually from Albany, New York. And strangely enough, I connected with Andre via Instagram DM. So over the summer coming into freshman year, we connected on like the class of 2022 Facebook page and I didn't really think anything of it. He's like, oh, I started a few businesses already in high school. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I don't really care much about entrepreneurship. But then when we got to school, we really connected. And then October of freshman year, he reached out about starting a podcast and I said, why not? I didn't know much about podcasting or anything that it entailed. I thought that podcasting was for mainly, you know, old people, wasn't really interesting, wasn't really hip. But I just took a chance on it, figured it'd be a good opportunity, and then it's just blossomed into a ton of stuff. Like, we've met all kinds of incredible people. 
we've learned an amazing amount of uh, information and just hearing people's stories is incredible. And then I, my mindset has completely shifted. I came into school wanting to just get a four-year degree and go off into the professional world. And since then, I've realized that you can make a hell of a lot more money doing your own thing and setting your own hours and, and traveling for work. So I've definitely become all in an entrepreneurship and a lot of people have supported it thus far. It's really just only starting out. So I'll let Andre tell his side. All right, Andre. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Andre. Um, and basically, I was born and raised in Binghamton, where we go to college currently. And like Christian said, he found me on Instagram. So uh, kind of a little bit different, but I always had the entrepreneur mindset only because my dad, who was an uh, immigrant from the Middle East, got here. He wasn't good at school, flunked out, um, and then succeeded pretty big time in entrepreneurship. And then on my mom's side, my grandpa started a bunch of the local small businesses um, that really popped off. So I've just been surrounded by... Um, big influences in my life who have all succeeded through entrepreneurship. So growing up, that was really all I knew. Um, so my my whole mindset getting into college, uh, well, Christian was looking for people that were doing business, but he still had that mindset to go into an accounting degree. Um, but for me, I was looking for more people that had that entrepreneur mindset and someone that I could like kind of double down on and, and explore opportunities like we do with the podcast. Uh, so we met started the podcast, uh, interviewed a ton of cool people like yourself. And really just, I thought I knew a lot, uh, just being surrounded by these two major entrepreneur figures in my life. But through the podcast, it's just opened up my eyes personally to so many different opportunities and paths you can take to success. And out of that, we kind of just started this media agency, like you mentioned, Incubate Media, um, just because of all the skills and the assets that we've kind of just picked up through the process of starting our own podcast and kind of seeing what uh, the trends were in the market and, and what people were needing and what we had to bring to the table. So definitely excited to dive into more of that. I'm, I'm very fascinated to understand how did you guys come up with the idea of doing a podcast and even the topic that the podcast is all about? Yeah. So again, so my whole thing was when I got to college, I was super frustrated because I was expecting there to be like a community of entrepreneurs and people that thought like me because I was like in Binghamton, it's just a small area. I went to a private high school with like 50 kids in my class and no one thought like I did. No one had entrepreneurship mindset or any ventures outside of the classroom. So I was just kind of like isolated and I was like, okay, I'm going to a university that has thousands and thousands of students. There's going to be entrepreneurs and there just wasn't. Um, so for me, it was just kind of out of frustration, like, fine, if there's not anyone here, I'll just go find them out on the internet. And um, Christian also showed interest in that. And we kind of just had no idea what we were doing. But we kind of just were like, let's at least try something. So we recorded an episode and I'll let Christian tell his side of the story. But it was really just like uh, spontaneous. We had no idea what we were doing, no experience, barely even knew what a podcast was. But we knew that we had to at least uh, do something about what we were feeling. So. Yeah, and I just want to add that his mentor, Roger Brooks, who also works with us at Incubate Media, kind of, I think he approached Andre with the idea of doing his own podcast. And then I don't really remember remember the exact details, but he approached me and I said yes, apparently, because we're here right now. But I really remember our first episode. It was actually shot in like an office space, terrible sound, just terrible sound quality. We were using headsets and two different laptops over a Skype call. And it sounded like crap. We didn't know what we were doing. We're like, yeah, like we're looking to interview these people in the future. This is what we're doing. And the sound quality was terrible. Our, we didn't really know how to like communicate well with our voices like we do now. It was choppy. And we were like, you know what? We're going to look back on this episode and just remember 
that we just gave it a shot because even though it's complete crap, we're just going to keep getting better and we just at least can say we tried. And then from there, we were interviewing a bunch of local guys like his grandpa we had on for an interview, which was awesome. And then we realized that the power of an Instagram cold DM and email cold DM or cold outreach is just incredible. And we've had guys like Neil Patel, uh, DHH, Tim Sykes, just a ton of really amazing guys. So it's really blossomed into something something that we've really been able to leverage. And now we really leverage it for, you know, kind of top of the funnel, introducing ourselves to people so they can become familiar with us and our stories and then hopefully get them under Incubate Media as a client eventually. What has been like the most, like how many episodes have you guys done so far? Probably in the sixties, I think. We don't no, no, probably like 80. Really? Okay. Yeah. But we have probably like 20 that are recorded. So we've yeah. definitely done over a hundred interviews. Okay. So, out of that, looking back from the time you guys started the podcast, what has been like the biggest surprise and like positive surprise, like or benefit of having a podcast that when you first started it wasn't something that you guys were like, wasn't in the pros and cons. It was not part of the pros list, part of the list. Ah, oh, interesting. I would definitely say that when we first started, we were just hoping to, like I said, interview local guys. We didn't know that it could turn into such a, a powerful thing. Like, for example, we interviewed a local, very successful entrepreneur, Adam Weitzman. He's like a multi-multi-millionaire scrap metal owner, and he has just been huge for us. Like, the connection was so good when we interviewed him. He doesn't normally like doing interviews, but he accepted us because he's like, if I was in your shoes, I'd want to have be able to interview someone of my status. So we interviewed him. The relationship went well. He's really connected with Syracuse basketball, and he actually got us to come to the game against Duke last year, which was like a sellout crowd, record-breaking attendance, and we got to go for free and just enjoy a really cool experience there. And it was all because of our connection with him. We didn't have to pay a dime. It was just one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. So definitely the we've also – I'll let him touch on it, but we, our friend Josh actually works with uh, VaynerMedia, and he got to invite us over to Gary Vee's office in New York City. And we spent a day touring the office, going around the city with him. So just the, the, the opportunities we've had as a result, I just didn't see coming. Yeah, and for me, like, I didn't expect it to be to the scale that it is today. Um, I guess one of the expectations I had was it, like, popping off and getting, like, tons of viewers, subscribers, all that kind of stuff. And in a good way, it did not do that. And instead, we kind of focused more on the connections of, the guests that we were bringing on as well as keeping it a close-knit community so like I guess when we first started we wanted to make it like the biggest podcast ever and then now we're just trying to focus on curating like relationships with people that could be super beneficial to have in our network and like Christian said like the the experiences that we have accumulated directly because of the podcast have just been just like life-changing and um and I think that's really why we continue to do it and that's our motivation to continue to do it and even with the Incubate Media uh, agency that we've been running, it's just been an invaluable uh, asset to make people aware of who we are, kind of sell themselves on our attitude and our mindset and our work values. Um, so just so many different things that has blossomed into, but going back to the core of it, um, just allowing us to stay tuned or in tune to what's going on in the world of entrepreneurship and how everyone has kind of maneuvered their way to success uh, in their own way. Yeah, I just want to add to that, um, just the knowledge that I've accumulated since we've started. Like if I were to go to one of my friends in one of my classes and say, what do you know about LinkedIn? What do you know about sales funnels? What do you know about online courses, uh, social media marketing? They wouldn't have any clue. 
So to just be this in tune with all the stuff that's going on in like digital media today that other people would have zero clue about is pretty interesting to me. That's amazing. I think for me, I was really also surprised of that benefits that you just don't account when starting a podcast. Um, to me, I, I, when I started the podcast, it was a lot for the same reasons, right? Can I have, how can I grow this? And really now be 100% honest, the growth of my podcast is important, but it's in the bottom of the priorities for me. And the amount of relationships that I've been able to build or the access to people that I would never be able to access because of the podcast is amazing. Uh, one of my really good friends, his name is James Cadbury, and he, um, he, he's founded a company called Sweetfish Media. Uh, he produces over 80 podcasts. Um, and he wrote a book on what we're talking about. It's called Content-Based Marketing, where by creating content, it allows you to network with people that are outside your circle of influence. Yeah. And for me, like, again, I was super big in entrepreneurship even before the podcast in school. So I had already been exposed to these books like Thinking Grow Rich and Rework and Dave Meltzer and Neil Patel and all these bigger names. So like, it was just, it was kind of like stargazing for me because I was like, so shocked to have these people that I looked up to and learned from all throughout these high school years on a podcast. And then to see like, <clears throat> their reactions of my close family and friends of like, Oh my God, like you had a steak dinner with Gronkowski or Oh my God, like you interviewed David Meltzer. Oh my God, you're now business partners with Dave Meltzer. It's like that part as well is just, is really cool and gratifying. I, I'm, I, what do you guys think? Like if a student, let's say if my dream job is, if I'm a sophomore student and my dream job was to work at, at a tech, like a like a, one of the four companies or five companies, Google, Apple, Tesla, or Amazon or Facebook, like one of those five. And I started a podcast called like uh, tech something. Right. And I interview people who work at those companies and how they got a job there. What are the odds do you think that I would have a job with one of those companies by the time I graduate? hundred percent. Much, much, because that's like threefold. One, you're, learning more about the, the, uh, the industry from people that work there Two, you're connecting with them on a personal level and they're never going to forget your name when you're applying because you had a conversation with them and keep a relationship with them. And then three, that's like such a unique, like I said, like a, about the resume on our episode, like having a podcast to put on your resume is incredible because not only can you touch on it in an interview, but you can direct someone that's trying to, you're looking to be hired by to listen to your episodes and see what you have to say and how you're able to, communicate your ideas and collaborate with people. So it's just like such a unique value prop for them that they're just going to obviously hopefully hire you. I would assume. Yeah. I'm thinking like, like, and this is just free thinking here. I, I really think that I think a hundred percent, I am, I'm 100% with Andre on this. Like I really do believe if a student does 25 episodes or more, he would have a job. He doesn't even need to get to like, by, by, by episode 25, he might not get it in the first episode or the first person he talks to, but after 25 people you interviewed, five people per company, you would, you would have a job lined up if that's what you wanted to do. 100%. And I think it goes back to something we touched on on our, our podcast of like um, how, you know, if you really want a job, you could find one just based off of your network. And I think for Christian, uh, something that has just helped me to like really stay focused and go all in on the media agency and the podcast has just been like, if, if I sent a cold email to all of our past guests, who are all people that I look up to and admire, 
saying that I was in a bad spot in life and I really need their guidance or their help to one, either hire me personally or find me someone that could hire me for something that I could add value to. I 100% think I'd be able to find that job by the end of a week, easily, just based on we've made. And adding on to that, even people that I know from back home or locally that are professionals are like so impressed by the initiative that I've taken that even they would be willing to help me out. So not even just the direct people that we've met, it's also the people that have seen the impact that we've made would be more than willing to help us out. So if starting a podcast could land you either uh, your, a dream job or can land you opportunities to start building your own business, like in your case, that's what's happening. How hard is it to start a podcast? <laughs> it's, it's super easy, actually. And I don't want to downplay it at all um, because there is hard work that goes into it. It's not like we just do this based on our own free time and it's not any effort and we just you know, mess around, but it's really not that hard. There's no technical skills that you need going into it. You don't have to do hours of research and have, you know, the state of the art equipment. We literally do it in our bedroom. Like in my bedroom, we, we record this podcast just like we did when we started. We have a laptop that every college student typically has a license to zoom recording software, which now every or college student has because of the coronavirus outbreak. <laughs> Universities are getting enterprise licenses, so take advantage of that. And then a microphone, which can either be AirPods, which 90% of college students have just based on walking on campus, or a decent microphone. And again, I think that's where people get so caught up is like, I need the best equipment. I need the best plan. And it's just like with anything, if you don't take immediate imperfect action, it's never going to happen. And that's really the values that we live by. And if you do want to take a, or start a podcast and really just don't know where to start or don't have any idea on how to do it, reach out to either me, Christian, or, or anyone. There's so many people out there that are going to want to help you like we've already touched on this episode. If you're a college student that needs help with something, if you word it the right way and approach someone the right way in a genuine conversation, they're going to help you out. So take advantage of all those things, but more importantly, just take imperfect action. Yeah, I mean, you guys are, are, are very, you, you described it very easily. And like, you can create your cover art on Canva, which is free. Um, you can find guests through LinkedIn or through your university itself. They can connect you with that. And people are, it's surprisingly, I, I call it in my book called the student card. Like, you are a college student. People, if you re send a personalized message, no copy and paste crap, and you are honest and, and find the commonality. Like, hey, I noticed we grew up in the same hometown. We like the same sports team. We went to the same university. We're both passionate about Gary V. People will reply. Um, and, and that that that. And then you can actually even host your podcast for free on Anchor, which is now owned by Spotify. So, the I guess the barrier to entry into the podcast world is very very low. Um, you can probably get away with doing it from your phone. Like you can record it on your phone with your AirPods, upload it to Anchor, and be on Apple iTunes, on um, podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everything for free. Hey, Daniel here. Before we get to the second half of the episode, I want to share with you an amazing success story of David, one of the students that just gone through my academy. Enjoy. Hey guys, David here, and I just got the internship of my dreams, and I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for the help of Daniel and the Master in College Degree Academy. Before the program, I had been looking for an internship for about two years, 
and I didn't get anywhere. I sent out more than 100 applications, got called back for five interviews, all of which led nowhere. Then I met Daniel, who introduced me to his program, and my progress skyrocketed. Uh, Daniel had, has been a recruiter. He's been out there. He knows what works. Um, he knows what recruiters like. And with those tips that he gave to me, I was able to do way better and immediately start putting you know, his teachings into practice and getting called back for interviews and offers. Um, it was wild. I'd never imagined that it would be as successful as it was. Um, if there's anyone out there that was like me when I was looking for internships and not getting anywhere, I highly, highly, highly recommend, I can't recommend it enough that you become a part of this program. Uh, Daniel, you know, Daniel offers a, a money back guarantee. If you don't like the program or if you can't get a job, which is insane, you know, like <laughs> it gives you no reason not to do it. If your life will be better and you'll end up getting, making more money because of it anyway. Right. So, you know, what are you waiting for? Give it a shot. It'll make your life better. I promise. Uh, thanks again to Daniel and the, the awesome program that he made. I owe my life and my future to him. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. Absolutely. I think that the equipment isn't really the barrier. It's just the fear of not knowing how to exactly perfect it because I think a lot of people are scared to take action without it being set in stone how they're going to do it. But like we said, we just set out one day to start it. It didn't go the best, but we've like learned exponentially since then. And once you start, you're going to be understanding of how fun it is and how beneficial it can be. So I think that the, the biggest setback is just like paralysis of starting because a lot of people just don't want to take the leap of faith and just get it, get, get it rolling, you know? So what made you guys take that leap? Literally just act, like, we didn't think we just said we were going to do it. And then the next week we just went to a location to shoot an episode. Like it wasn't like any planning on how we were going to base the episode. We didn't have any clue where the podcast was going. We just started like literally it's like being at the, a cliff jump. Like you can either sit there and look at it for 20 minutes. Like I would, cause I'm scared of that stuff or you could just jump off. Like either way, like you're going to be fine. You just have to do it. Let's transition into uh, your media company. Like the fact that you guys are current students in business and then have a media company. Like how's it, how's it been hard to find clients? Like uh, has it been like, let's talk about, well, you know, I would assume it'd be a little harder because people as a business owner, I'd be like, why would I work with you guys if you guys are still in school when I can just go hire somebody who's already has a degree that has already in a sense proven that they can do it. I'll let him touch more on that, but I have a perfect example of this. Just yesterday I was speaking with a client for our PR campaign and she said, I brought up the fact like, thank you for believing in us. Like I know we're young, but we can bring a lot of value. And she's like middle-aged and she said to me, that she actually believes that working with youth is more beneficial because we have so much knowledge that a lot of people don't have in the industry right now. And we can bring a fresh, like young perspective to the table in terms of providing value to her and her business. So she was actually very supportive of the fact that we're young and the fact that we're on our feet and constantly trying to find unique ways to bring value. So she really actually pretty much like appreciated and valued the fact that we were young and we were trying to help her out in a, in a different way. Yeah, and uh, just from my perspective of just doing businesses like throughout high school and into college with this agency, and obviously, you know, client services is very personal. You're, you're investing in people rather than products. Um, and surprisingly, I guess not for me, I really didn't think it'd be a big objection for a lot of people, though. It's, it's a question we get all the time is like, how do you, 
you know, get clients that are older than you to pay you guys as college students to, you know, do important work. And I think just like Christian said, you just have to position yourselves as experts. Like we've been doing this podcast for a year and a half. We know a lot more than someone that's just starting a podcast and depending on who that person is and what their motives are, they're willing to pay for that information. Um, and I've personally really never faced much criticism or pushback for being only 20 years old. Um, I think just by taking myself seriously, knowing exactly what I know and being honest about things that I don't know, um, I think that just kind of cleared the path for a relationship that's really built on trust. And I think just the way the trend of the market is swinging, you're just going to see more and more kids that are younger or skewed younger starting businesses, client services, agencies, startups, uh, all these kinds of things. And I think it's just becoming normalized. And it should be because I think regardless of your age, if you have enough experience, if you have the right people skills, if you have the right intentions, if you know how to be resourceful, just in a business sense of finding the right people, offering the right services, doing things in a timely manner, then you could be successful regardless of the age, regardless of your situation, regardless of where you live. It's just becoming like, like with podcasting, I think business in general, there's just such low barriers. It's just that people don't want to take that first step of action. And now how are you, how are both of you able to balance running a business and going to school? Like, <laughs> have you thought about quitting school? Like, Hey, why do I really need this degree? <laughs> That's a question that we, we ask ourselves every day. Um, and it's just like you mentioned in, in our episode about entrepreneurship. There's some days where it's like, Oh, it's just fun. You know, like, schools you know there's not much work in school so let's go all in on the business close a few deals and then you wake up the next morning and you miss the homework assignment that just kind of slipped your mind and the business is kind of you know slipping from your hands so i think it's just a day-to-day -day thing i mean you get for me just being a student of my calendar um something that i learned from dave Meltzer has been critical just making sure that i'm taking advantage of all the white space on my calendar i'm staying organized i'm not forgetting things um, so I think it's really just organization and not taking or not being too self-critical because you're going to miss meetings. You might perform poorly on exams, but just not beating yourself up too much and just continue to move forward and, and get better and better through the process and communicating with him because I think he does a better job at it than me. So, yeah, I definitely say that I'm more focused on the school aspect and I definitely, we have the same classes this semester, so I'm picking up the slack a little bit there, but I'm definitely, you know, I don't want to say like letting it slip, but my grades are kind of taking a hit as the business grows because one, obviously we dedicate a ton of time, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have no class. So we dedicate a lot of the day to working on the media agency. But then for example, like we have an exam at 8.30 tomorrow morning that we haven't began studying for yet versus like if this was this time last year, I would have been probably studying since Sunday. So um, definitely just putting more of a priority I would say on the business and still focusing on school to make sure I get the grades necessary to get by, but not like compared to last year where I was like striving for a four Oh, it's definitely not the same mindset. So definitely just keeping a balance and just realizing that, yeah, grades are important to, to keep your parents happy and get a degree, but it's not like we need to get the, the highest grade possible if we're just going to eventually work for ourselves anyways. And, and so has the university been supportive of you guys having an agency and balancing both out or has it felt like you know they are like hey like you need to be focusing on your on your work or they don't even know or notice and they just no i think at the, like the university in college it's really up to you like no no faculty or administrators really going to care what you're doing or what your grades are like as long as your tuition's paid like that's all they care about but um, a good example is like 
Last semester, we had a professor who made us read a book for a book report, and we interviewed one of the authors. And at the end of the semester, well, we shared the interview with him a while ago, and he was like, oh, get back to me in November when the semester's almost over. I'll think about extra credit. And I had a B plus. I'm like, hey, professor, like, remember this interview? Like, wanted to give it a listen. He's like, oh, that was so well done. And he bumped me up to an A minus. So I was like, okay, cool. This, <laughs> it actually is advantageous to our schoolwork, too. That, that is awesome. Like, to be like, hey, you guys should read this book. And then you guys be like, oh, why don't we just reach out to the guy and interview him? Like, Yeah, exactly, man. It's just doing things differently in a creative way. I think that's what it all comes down to. Like, for Christian and I, like, at that point, I'm like, I'm not reading this book. Like, I don't have time. And this book report's due pretty soon. Um, why not invite him on the podcast and actually learn more about what his intentions for the book were? Because it, the book was really well written from what I've heard. I actually didn't get a chance to read it. But it was, like, kind of common knowledge and the things we already knew from doing the podcast. Like, what's LinkedIn? What's a sales funnel? What's Amazon AWS? Like, what was kinda, the book? It was called Swipe to Unlock. It's basically your you know, full, full out intro into the tech space into like where, you know, the internet is going. So it was just basic information, but the guy was an absolute genius. He's like a software engineer at Google or something. That's amazing. I just what, want about, to... um, what about your parents? How do they feel about um, your, your grace slipping a little bit? Well, personally, the first three semesters here, I did real well. My parents never went to, I'm a first generation college student. So they're like, oh my God, like, we don't know. They literally joke, like, we don't know how you're so smart. Just, like, keep doing what you're doing. We support you. And if my grades slip a little bit, I'm, like, I'm not completely flunking. My grades are just not what I used to expect because I used to put a real big emphasis on it. So they, they still support it. They see what I'm doing with the agency and see how amazing it could shape out to be. So they've always been supportive of me. And if they believe that I'm really all into this, they trust me that I'm making the right decision for my life. So they don't really have a say. Well, they do have a say, but they're not going to be, like – put more emphasis on school and kind of cut back on the agency. So what yeah. about, oh, I was going to ask you guys about um, how important is having a strong support system of your friends of like-minded friends while you're, you know, juggling all these things. For me, it's never really been that important to be honest, because I feel like if you're going to do something like to scale, like we are with the agency, most likely uh, a lot of people around you aren't going to understand why you're doing that. They might criticize it they might advise against it. So I've never really paid much attention or gave that too much weight because I know that if I'm at a vulnerable time, again, like we talked about last, last podcast, that if you're at a, a really bad time where you're just about to give up and you, you turn to one of those friends that has no experience with what you're doing and they give you that last piece of advice saying, yeah, I don't know why you decided to do that. Just come back to the surface level. It's that crab bucket effect. As soon as that one crab starts to climb out of that bucket, all the other crabs try to bring them back down because they don't want them to escape. All the crabs want to stay level, stay at the same area. Um, so I don't put too much weight into it. I definitely am open to criticism, feedback, all that kind of stuff. But I'm, you know, I have my goals. I have my ambitions. I see what I see. And I just try to stay as confident as possible in myself. Obviously, if it's coming from someone like Christian, that's like side by side, doing the day-to-day -day stuff with me, then it's going to mean a lot more. But if it's just from friends and family that don't have much involvement in what I do, I try not to put too much weight onto it. For me, my, I would say my friends on campus are just not even in the realm of knowing what I'm doing fully. They're just like, Oh, why are you off campus? Like, why are you doing all this work? Like, why aren't you studying or like playing Xbox with us? I'm like, yeah, dude, like just, you'll, you'll see what it's a big thing. Like you'll see what I've been putting work into this whole time. So I don't really put too much. I don't put any thought at all into what they think. 
I just I rely a lot on guys like him and Roger and Danny, who we also work with to, to kind of support me because I do definitely reach out for his like emotional and mental support sometimes and people always have the right things to say to me. So I do put a lot of weight into hearing what people that I work with have to say, but in terms of other people, it's just not really a factor. What about uh, personal development and educating yourself outside of, uh, outside of the college? Where do you guys get your information and what is some, what are a book or online course or something that you've done that has really been like, wow, like every college student should know this. And, Hmm. I, in terms of learning, I definitely say it's the podcast. Like our self-education is hearing what people have to say and hearing how they succeed and then going out and doing it for ourselves. Like he has crushed at building online courses just based on the need to do it because he was building one for Dave Meltzer and they didn't have a third party to come do it. So he just said, whatever, I'm just going to do it myself. And then he figured it out for me. I've been writing a lot of PR since the beginning of this year. Like uh, a former guest wanted to bring me on to help write articles for him. And I've just done that for months and learned how to properly, you know, portray someone's story and make sure it's effective for readers. And then in terms of books, I would definitely just say like Rich Dad Poor Dad is a huge one because not a lot of kids our age understand personal finance and how you can make money investing and things like that. So I would just say get into the classics like those just to start out and then get into podcasting because or listening to podcasts because there's so many Big ones like Ed Milet, Gary V for men, like uh, mindset training, and then just a lot of technical podcasts that you can learn a lot from while you're driving to school or driving home or something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> and I guess for me, it's kind of it's interesting because I used to be like a huge book reader throughout high school because I was just exposed to you know self help industry with my grandpa, and my dad, and all that kind of stuff. Um, one book I definitely recommend for anyone is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I just think human communication. Um, is everything, how you approach people, how you handle situations, how you present yourself. Are you genuine? Are you authentic? That's super important. But I've kind of steered away from reading just because of, you know, the time aspect of it. I really don't have a lot of time to read. And one of the things that always plagued me as a reader was that I would read all this great stuff, get excited, but not know how to apply it to what I personally was doing. So having the podcast is so, so different and so game changer because you're basically interviewing someone that's as knowledgeable as what's in that book, but you can ask the questions that apply to what you're currently working on, which means you could then go and implement it right after you, you acquire that knowledge. And I think that has really been my biggest source of personal development, but there are books out there if you are just kind of looking for an intro to what this whole space entails. But for me, it's definitely just been asking the right questions to the right people. So love it. Well, guys, and that's right. tell me about that book <laughs> so i guess um quick story but we had the podcast it was going really well um the podcast was video audio and the only other way that i could reach more people because i was i'm super passionate about what we do i really you know i go to class every day and i see people really stressed about tests people upset about grades people stressed about where they're going to intern what jobs they're going to do how they're going to get a job and it's just like, for me, like, I don't have any of that. And it's because of what I know. So I figured the podcast translates that, um, but it doesn't, you know, do it to scale. The video aspect does it as well. So how else can I continue to double on the uh, double down on this message? And it was through writing because that was the only asset I didn't have. And at the time it was like new Year's, So it was like one of these new year's resolutions. I'm going to write a book before I turn 20. And to do that, I had to write it 
like in 90 days, which I did. Um, it was just like with the podcast. I had no idea how to write a book. I suck at writing. I hate writing. I have no confidence in my writing. Um, but I just made it super simple for myself where I would wake up every day and write one to two pages, which on a micro scale was very doable. But after 90 days, I picked my head up and I had an entire book written, which seemed like super unrealistic. Um, but it wasn't. And now it's pretty funny because through that process, I learned a ton of things, not only through the writing process, but through the self-publishing process of it. And we brought in the online course aspect of what I do. And now we actually teach a course um, on how to write your own book in 90 days. And that's at Christian's actually enrolled in that course. And we have like 20 other people that are way older than me, some younger than me, um, where me and my mentor, Roger, are just teaching them how to write a book in 90 days. So it's that's just awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And the book is called White, What They Don't Teach You, How Young Entrepreneurs Can Find Success Outside of the Classroom. Um, and you can find that on Amazon. Um, it has five stars, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty awesome. Um, what is the biggest takeaway from that book? Like, like if you can summarize that book in 30 seconds, what would you say? Um, it's really more of just a realization of what's out there. It's kind of a summarization of everything we've learned through the podcast. Um, and it's just how to find success, even if you don't really know where you're headed. So the book isn't going to teach you how to be successful. It's going to teach you how to build that foundation so that you can go out and be successful. Um, because again, I'm, I'm 19 when I wrote that book, I don't have as much success as, you know, some of those Napoleon Hills of the world. So it's more giving you the foundation to set yourself up to be where you want to be when you're old. I love it guys. Last question for you guys. And I, both, both of you can answer this question. If a student listening to this podcast right now could only take away one thing from our conversation, what would you hope that one thing be? Oh God, no, that was perfect. I wanted to do a disclaimer that I do still put effort into my schoolwork and I <laughs> like bad grade. It's like, it still does affect me, but it's not like the end of the world. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll move on. So my disclaimer, my one key thing would be still take stock in your grades, but pick your head up from the, from the textbook and see what else is out there. Because when you start researching and looking for things and like manifesting what you want into the world, it will come back to you. So whether it's, on LinkedIn, searching how to start your own company, whether it's investing in the stock market on Robinhood, even though Robinhood's been crashing the past few days, go on, Weeble, <laughs> go on Weeble instead. Like, if you want to make a side hustle making money, if you want to learn how to start your own business or work for some, like literally anything, you can find it on your own. Just take some time away from the books, take some emphasis off of your grades for a little bit because you can still do proficiently in school while pursuing other things. So definitely look about... I mean, I don't want to plug our podcast, but check out some of our episodes. Don't plug it, please. That was the next question, but yeah, you can so go ahead. Shameless plug. I want to go on any uh, platform, Apple, Spotify, literally anything that you can find a podcast on. We're probably there. Listen to what we've, a couple of the interviews we've done. Like, for example, we just interviewed a guy, Larry Flowers. He's a major, major jeweler for NHL players. And he started because his friend approached him about starting a jewelry business. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Similar to our story with the show. Like he just got started and now he's crushing it in LA. He knows all kinds of professional hockey players and it didn't require a degree. It was just him taking imperfect action and learning as he went. So that's okay. my Yeah. My advice is the same thing I tell everyone in this, I guess, niche of college students. It's like every college student I've ever talked to has one idea or one ambition that they've kind of, 
put in their back pocket because of everything else that they have going on with grades and internships. So I would just encourage you to actually do something about that idea. Try it because that's what we did and that's what got us here today. And what I mean by actually trying out that idea isn't going and doing it to scale. Just do something small on a day-to-day basis at a consistent level and then look back 30, 60, 90 days later and see what progress you've made. And I think you'll be very surprised with how far you've come. So uh, don't discount the ideas that you have. Do something about them. And uh, don't think that you have to, you know, build Rome overnight. <laughs> Love it. So uh, for the people listening to this podcast, look, I've listened to their podcast. It's called Real Talk University. Anywhere you can find my podcast, you can find theirs. If you are a very light, entrepreneur-minded college student looking to, like, listen to two great guys interviewing people that are very interesting that are like-minded like them maybe have been in the business for longer but they're giving you guys advice um highly highly suggest listening to real talk university um it'll be completely worth it uh where can students find you connect with you guys ask you questions harass you stalk you all the above appreciate that as well appreciate and appreciate your time today just taking uh some interest in what's going on what Social media. just Yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, for me, I just look up my name, Andre Hakel Jr. on Google, and surprisingly, everything about me will come up. You can find me on all the social media platforms. My book will come up, the podcast. Um, I think it's just because it's a very unique not, name, not because I'm famous of any sort. Uh, for me, you could just shoot me a LinkedIn message because if you're not on LinkedIn, you can't message me, and I'm going to tell you to make a LinkedIn because it'll – prove huge for you. So make a LinkedIn. If you don't already have one and message me at Christian Bonnier, I'm sure you'll see the spelling in the, the show notes or the title of this. Uh, that's a good spot to reach me. You can also hit me up on Instagram. It's my personal page, Christian B.23. I'm pretty open to reading messages on there all the time. So if you have any questions, I would love to help you out. We really are passionate about helping other kids our age get their start. So feel free to reach out and we'll, we'll consult with you for free because we want to help you. That's awesome. You guys have been awesome guests. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast and the age of short attention span. This speaks volumes of you. So now if you found value in this episode, that I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.